Sketch. This is FM 100.5, AM Jones. Morning, Rutherford County. It, it's usually, well, I, I guess Greg Tucker is, I think he's going to call this morning. And I got Mike Waller sitting over here with me. And Mike has, has been very much into the, the, the Sam Davis situation uh, where we were talking about the dam. And it seemed like uh, everybody had their hand in it for a while, Mike. But uh, things are starting to clear a little bit and I'm really uh, uh, I don't think most people that like yourself and others are too happy about this mitigation thing that uh, people can just reach in and and, uh, get monies off of something that's to be honest with you is not even theirs it doesn't make any sense no it doesn't Uh, Truman and uh Thank you for having me on today. I oh, you're looking good this morning, big appreciate boy. Appreciate it. Got my got my radio clothes on, face on. Yeah, you got a a, a tie and, and tails. Thank and you. Tucks, Thank and you're looking you. good. Well, appreciate it. You that. didn't have to dress up for me. Well, I, I was really uh, doing it in hopes that Greg would be here. Uh, he'd call yesterday. Well, you're talking about and, one that doesn't dress up. He well, doesn't dress up for radio. <laughs> he, he, well, he he wears his barn outfit. He uh, he wanted to know said, would you have time? You might drop by the the show in the morning I, mm-hmm. I said sure i'll be happy to you've been really on top of this from from the word go it's been a challenge it, yeah it, it really has and uh, as you were alluding to in the beginning there the, the thing that really caught my attention initially uh when they put this little yard sign up back in february that uh, they were having a public comment period and so i it, it had a website but it didn't have a phone number so Mm -hmm. i i made a phone call and followed by subsequent phone calls uh before i found someone uh, actually in knoxville that was aware of the uh the cumberland river compact and gave me a number in nashville and and, uh, finally after about four or five phone calls over a period of a week or so Got in touch with a young man in Nashville who was familiar with it, mm-hmm. who was actually doing the, the paperwork. And one of my first questions uh, when I talked to this young man was, I said, now, are the landowners in favor of what you're telling me you want to do to mm-hmm. remove this dam? He said, well, I don't know. And I said, what do you mean you don't know? He said, well, that's not part of the process. Well, that just really raised a, a red flag to me that, you know, here, here, here. The hairs on your neck went out, didn't Well, it? you know, I mean, being an old farm boy and a yeah. landowner, a property owner, and, and them, the state of Tennessee uh, 
having a public comment period about destroying property that wasn't even theirs mm -hmm. just didn't seem right to me. So, you know, one thing led to another and phone calls with the, uh, well, research, really. Uh, I, I thought I knew who owned the property, but I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. So I visited with some of the neighbors in the neighborhood and uh, uh, found out it was, in fact, owned by the school board. So talked to Wayne Blair, who's immediate past And, and that's chairman. a partial owner, right? Yes, Ownership. yes, yes. They, they own uh, one side of the, the creek and the, the Sam Davis on the other. So in talking with Wayne, who did some research, and, you know, Wayne said, you know, I've never missed a meeting of the school board. Uh, I don't recall anything ever coming up uh, about the dam at the Sam Davis home. Mm-hmm. And I can assure you, anything pertaining to anything in Smyrna really catches my attention with the, with the school board. So he, he followed up, made some phone calls, and nobody else knew anything about it either. And then phone calls to uh, people like Barbara Vinson, who I knew uh, was very involved in the Sam Davis, and, and found out that, uh, yeah, they had talked about it, but they had never done anything on it. So then I talked to others like Marty Luffman and Kathy Lamb and uh, Jenny Williams, people who I knew had been closely involved with the Sam Davis home. They didn't know anything about it either. So, like I say, it's one of those deals that the, the, the more questions you ask, the more questions you had. Mm -hmm. So, uh, how, I, the, the, one of the big questions for me is how can everybody know something about what's going on? at that particular location and the ones who seem to know more than anybody else are the developers who stand to gain from what i can understand well truman it's not necessarily the developers from what we have learned and we we uh, uh a number of us filed public comments uh, -huh. uh that's another story in itself but then uh, i finally uh, appealed the the process and in doing so, it, it, it really, another thing that, that still bothers me is I, I wrote three different letters to the Commissioner of Environment and Conservation. Mm -hmm. And I know it's all been in the midst of a pandemic and people working from home, but I never even got a peep out of it. Hmm. I mean, I know I've written letters to other commissioners in, in times past, and I would always get back some kind of form letter saying, we appreciate your your interest and we're doing a study and we'll get back to you. But uh, Commissioner Slayers, S-A-L-Y-E-R-S, uh, for some reason, and, and I, I doubt he himself even saw my letters, but somebody on his staff for some reason chose to not answer my questions. And, yeah. and most of it was tied to how can a state agency sell a piece of property uh, that they don't have uh, permission from the owners. Mm -hmm. And I said, in one of the letters, I think I mentioned condemnation. I said, I was of the opinion that if the, the local governments needed a piece of property for development or, or whatever, you went through the, the condom, condemnation. But there again, I never got an answer. So then we appealed the process. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we appealed, things really got quiet. They uh, were, were very much reluctant to talk. And, of course, uh, fortunately, Greg uh, still had his uh, 
legal hat to wear, so he put his legal hat on. And he's got a big hat too. He's oh, it's, listen. Let me tell you, you talk, yeah. about, you talk about an impressive uh, person. We 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 went and met with a couple of different developers chasing these mitigation credits that we were started off talking about, mm -hmm. and then we had a, a, a judicial hearing. I mean, we went before uh, an administrative judge and court reporters and all that stuff, and uh, the, the young judge was quite intimidated, I thought, by Greg's use of the law and his, you know, his procedures and yeah. how he talked. He, I, I was, and he uh, does it in such a quiet way. Quiet, easy yeah. going. Yeah. And, and, and the thing I learned uh, in in these three sessions with him, uh, he he has an end goal. He knows where he wants to go, mm -hmm. but he he doesn't just go right there directly. He he works his way through the process. Runs an end run. Just, well, yeah, he he has he has a, a strategy. Yeah. to get there. But uh, we had three sessions, and I and I was I carried the bag. I never said a word of and introduced myself when we went in. Just sat there and listened and in awe of how he, he could, uh, you know, make his point mm -hmm. uh, in a subtle way uh, and, and get to where we needed to go. And that's pretty much where we are today. One of the things that he did back early uh, is, is we filed the appeal and went through that process. Greg also uh, sent a letter to the Tennessee Historical Commission uh, questioning uh, their initial uh, decision that the, the, the dam was of no historical significance. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, they were, they were basing their information on uh, information they had received that was incomplete. But Greg pointed out a number of other uh, things that, and asked them to look at. Mm -hmm. And really that part of it moved pretty, pretty quickly. I think he, he filed his letter probably back in May and last Friday afternoon, he received a two page, a copy of a two page letter uh, from the Tennessee Historical Commission that says in so many words, the, uh, uh, the dam is of historical significance. And uh, it goes back through the history of the dam and and they pulled minutes of the Sam Davis Association from uh, during the time when the, the dam was being constructed. But in so many words, and, and as I interpreted it, it says uh, you need to maintain that dam. You need mm -hmm. to keep it because it does contribute to the Sam Davis home and plantation, which is on the, the National Historic Register. And, and they have a strong say-so, the, uh, the State Historical Association, on whether or not something can be done to that dam or not. That's my understanding. I mean, yeah. it's my understanding. It's kind of like the, the book stops there. Yeah. It's, and thank goodness, you, you, you know, you have done a lot of work, and Greg has done a lot of work. And, of course, him being a, a, a historian here in, in Rutherford County, it, it carries a lot of weight. But, but the thing that really bothers me, Mike, is, is if it wasn't for you and Greg, all of this would have taken place and the monies, uh, the mitigation funds would have been dealt out to everybody except uh, the ones that really have uh, a, a um, way you, the Sam Davis home and, and, and the uh, school uh, uh, people 
they're they're the ones that really, if there was going to be anything meted out as uh, far as that's concerned, it should have gone to them. Well, sure, of course. And we're talking about a lot of money. Yes, sir. Quite quite a lot of money that uh, uh, a lot of, from what we've understand, a lot of it's already changed hands. Now, from what from what we gather, but the money hasn't actually been meted out, has it? I'm not sure, but. The, yes, the it has. Yes, sir. The developers. Yes, sir. The developers have already, in two cases, the two that we met with, uh, and we have copies of checks yeah. and receipts where they bought these credits, but there is no direct tie to the Sam Davis. Now we have we have information that shows how many credits were to be gained from the destruction of the dam. Mm-hmm. And we have the names of the contractors they were going to sell these credits to. But these credits were sold as much as two years prior. And from what we gather, apparently this, this not-for-profit uh, is a bank or a holding company. Mm -hmm. they, they bank these credits and then sell them afterwards. But it, it's strange to me that they knew two years ago, how many credits they expected to receive from the destruction of the Sam Davis Dam mm -hmm. and went ahead and sold those to developers and even the state of Tennessee Department of Transportation. And that, uh, I, I wouldn't certain, I would not profess to know I, I'm an expert by any means on mitigation credits, but I have, we have learned a lot, particularly from these two contractors and developers about how that that system works. In, in a business-like process, nothing makes any sense about what's happening right now. And, and how in the world could, I'm not sure anybody knows, except for the ones who are directly affiliated with that process, knows what's going on with this thing. I think what's happened, Truman, is back a number of years ago, the federal government and environmental people passed a Clean Water Act mm -hmm. and gave guidelines that have been interpreted to allow this type thing to happen. Uh, now, it's hard for me to, to believe that was the real intent of, of what they're doing, but they're literally uh, giving the state of Tennessee, the Department of Environment, the authority to evaluate what projects are, are valued at as far as to correct uh, water flow or water control. Mm -hmm. In other words, if you were to develop uh, part of your farm or piece of property into a subdivision, and your your engineers would have to do a study and you'd have to do environmental studies. And, and somewhere they would have to go to the Department of Conservation and Environment and say, all right, we're going to alter this stream or we're going to put in a bridge or we're going to do something to change the flow, natural flow of water. And they would tell you that uh, that is a project that deems X number of mitigation credits. Mm -hmm. So then you would have to go out to someone like these not-for-profits that own the mitigation credits yeah. and say, all right, I've got to have X number of mitigation credits. Uh, what will it cost me? Well, yeah. uh, in this particular case, the, the credits on the two we looked at were $450 per credit. So, 
you know, if you needed 400, you're talking about $160,000. Well, what do you get for the, the, the mitigation credits? Well, that gives you the privilege, if you will, mm -hmm. to go to the expense to alter the topography of your land to facilitate your your architectural or your engineering design work. Yeah. So, and of course that cost is above and beyond the cost of your mitigation yeah. credits. Of course the developers uh, or whoever's developing, they just add that to the cost of their, their property. Whether it be a, in one case it was a residential subdivision that uh, was being developed. Uh, the other one we met with was a, is a huge commercial project. Mm-hmm. And of course, they showed us pictures and shared their thoughts. But you know, it's you know, like like both of them told us, it's it's just a necessary evil, and nothing we can do about it. And uh, they've got the final say about stamping the approval of our project. So, but back to your point, in this particular case, what they were offering uh, the Sam Davis Association. Uh, they never met with the school board per se. They met with some people with the school system. Mm -hmm. uh, but they were offering uh, to remove the dam at no cost to the landowner. In other words, well, there, there, no, yeah, <laughs> no compensation whatsoever or no direct compensation. Yeah, uh, They had picked an area and, and, and several acres that they were going deemed as uh, needing conservation work to be done mm -hmm. uh, and so they were to uh, manage that if you will and do some type of conservation work for a period of seven years and then at the end of the seventh year if there was any money left that's when the Sam Davis home would would receive any kind of benefit from it so it was that was an ill-advised in my opinion ill-advised uh, moved by them, but at the same time, very few of them had any idea there was any money involved whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, it was it was one of those situations where uh, not uh, not very many people on the, the association were dug into it and asked questions. Uh, they were just uh, doing what they thought at the time was best based on the information they had. They just didn't have all the information. Now, have, have you talked to the board people since all of this has happened? And what is it, what is their stance on this? Because, you know, that uh, the Sam Davis home is one of the great historical settings that, that's in the state of Tennessee. Sure, sure. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, I, I think that um, the governments here in, in Rutherford County should really support uh, uh, that home uh, in, in that property because what a great place for people that are visiting sure. to come in and look at something special that was going on in the 1860s. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the seal of the town of Smyrna, the focal point's a Sam Davis home. Yeah. I mean, when, when the Sam Davis home and, and Smyrna are synonymous. Uh, and, and there's some wonderful people over the years. I've got several friends that have been involved at different levels. Uh, over the, the course of time, mm -hmm. as volunteers, I mean, yeah. you know, you we've had, I can think of, of uh, Dr. Bill Nash and Trish and Philip oh, yeah. George, a lot of those folks that just uh, devoted long hours out there, whether it be 
working flower gardens, planting gardens, or <laughs> helping with field days. Uh, you know, I still got some friends, Paul Lamb, Ken Holbert, Derek Rayburn. I think in the summertime they go out and pick and grin, play music on Wednesday afternoons. I've been out there. Jackie you know, and I used to go sit and listen to them. You know, and then they've had the old-timer baseball games. Oh, yeah. Sunday afternoons. Uh, just any number of activities, and they've got – uh, a real nice young lady that's their, their manager and uh, very insightful and in trying to do new things. They uh, they got the tenant that rents the farmland to plant some sunflowers this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the peak of the sunflower season, when they were all yellow with the black seeds, uh, they they opened the gates for like a four or five day period of time, let people come in and take pictures and and they would give them a stalk with the sunflowers on it. So they, they do a lot of real ni nice projects, not to mention the, the education for the young people yeah. uh, that come in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not always do, do uh, does the history reach out uh, in, in a, an accurate way and, and opens the eyes of the young people here in their community. But being able to go out and 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 just see what all that they have got out there and and to be on uh the board and to be able and and the schools the schools sure. are are part of the protection uh, of that historical place it, it's just that uh we here in Rutherford County we need to stand by that history because most of us that live here, we have deep roots. I mean, we, we've had uh, seven or eight generations or more right. uh, of, of being here in, in this community. And just to see somebody come in and take advantage of that, it, it, it really uh, doesn't sit well with most of us. And, and uh, with, with all that what they have learned from you and Greg, uh, uh, the people on the boards, have you seen a a different attitude in how they're actually looking at this? Because this is a, an extremely important issue. You know, I I've learned, and I'm trying to use my words correctly, who I can confide in. Uh, there are some uh, that are resentful. You know, it's like how dare you question what we're doing? But for the most with all the work that you've done when you found out well, the things that are going on that could be harmful to, uh, to the, the Sam Davis property, that oh, doesn't yeah, make... Yeah. I think it's pride, you know, and, and or jealousy. I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know a lot of... The people that I'm referring to, I really don't know. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, you know, like Ms. Vincent and, and a number of those on there, uh, they're very appreciative uh, and thankful, and uh, you know, it, it's it's like I've said all along. The, the the whole thing is about maintaining and keeping the, the traditions and yeah. the Sam Davis home going, and for mm -hmm. it to be a a viable. And when I mean say viable, I mean one that's economically viable. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's no doubt about the the physical plant and what there is there to see and do, but it takes a lot of money to to maintain those older buildings and and uh, just the grounds. I mean, they've got a, probably 30 or 40 acres of grass that has to be mowed yeah. periodically during the summer. And 
limbs to be picked up and dead a lot trees. to take you know, care it's just, of it's just a lot of a lot of upkeep and maintenance and they uh they have they're continually improving the the uh the facility but yeah for the most part they've been they've been uh receptive and appreciative uh you know there's with any group there's always some that are mm -hmm. uh gonna take offense to you know what what's going on but you just have to you know work on move on that's one of the prettiest areas in the, in the town of smyrna oh, it really it? is it really it's is. beautiful it really is. And, and it has to have I, I i don't know what the tourist thing is uh, how many people come into smyrna but that's gotta I mean, you look at smyrna and, and you look over there at, at uh, uh what happened uh when uh our uh our uh, pilot went down Coos. Yeah, and all the things that they've done for Smyrna, everything has got a real positive note to it. And, and when you look at the Sam Davis home, I, I, it, it's got a great tradition. It really does. And I can remember going out there when I was a kid many, many years ago. Right. Uh, and um, it was, um, I, I mean, it caught my attention. And, and, of course, we all remember Dan Whittle, bless his heart, and... Um, uh, I, I think he had his wedding out there. Is that right? I, I believe that's correct. But anyway, uh, we we had a uh, party out there, and uh, and uh, we sat out there right next to the dam and just enjoyed the day. And if you ever want to get out and and just see something special and just kind of relax, you you couldn't have a better place than the Sam Davis home. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Mike Waller. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSradio.com. Adams Place is founded by Dr. Carl E. Adams, a physician and lifelong resident of Middle Tennessee. He and Jenny May had a dream of building a campus concept of life care facilities for older adults. Adams Place Residential Living Director Terry Deal. Discover that senior living is fun. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. Hey, this is Taylor Halliburton with Bell Jewelers inviting you to come see us Thursday, November 12th for our annual antique show. It's a one-day event. And it is my personal favorite. Anything from the Victorian era to Art Deco, jewelry you don't see every day, and it's so much fun. Thursday, November 12th, Bell Jewelers, Northwest Broad Street, across from Toots Restaurant. President Donald Trump has nominated another strong conservative to the Supreme Court. Amy Coney Barrett shares our conservative Tennessee values, and she respects our Constitution and the rule of law. Bill Haggerty supports Amy Coney Barrett's nomination, and he's running for Senate to help President Trump confirm more constitutionalist judges. Here's Bill Haggerty. The liberal mob is attacking the values that make America great. They want to take away our religious liberties, take away our Second Amendment rights, and encourage taxpayer-funded abortion up until the moment of birth. The mob knows they can't pass their radical agenda in Congress, so they want to hijack the courts to do their dirty work. Together, 
we can stop them. As your senator, I'll stand with President Trump to confirm constitutionalist Supreme Court justices like Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, and Neil Gorsuch. I'm Bill Haggerty, candidate for United States Senate, and I approve this message. Paid for by Team Haggerty. MTSU's College of Liberal Arts and the Sin Federal Credit Union present MTSU Arts, your ticket to hundreds of visual and performing arts events each year. During our 2020-2021 season, you can enjoy events virtually from the comfort of your own living room. Join the MTSU Arts Patron Society and enjoy member-only benefits. Visit mtsu.edu slash mtsuarts to learn more and join today. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Early Saturday morning, a man was found in his car with a gunshot wound at the corner of Stonewall and North Tennessee Boulevards. 22-year-old Blake Bolton was still alive when paramedics from Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue and the Rutherford County Emergency Medical Services treated him on the scene. He was later pronounced dead. The police still trying to figure out who shot him and why. The unemployment rate fell in every county in Tennessee last month, with 27 counties reporting jobless rates below 5%. Another 68 counties reported jobless rates of 5% or higher in September. No county had a jobless rate above 10%. Moore County continues to report the state's lowest unemployment rate at 3.2%. The state's highest jobless rate is in Shelby County, where the rate stands at 9.9%, a drop of 3.7% from August. Murray Regional Medical Center suspending all elective surgeries that require overnight stays due to record number of patients being treated at the hospital. The action will last for two weeks and medical center management will reevaluate lifting the suspension at the end of the period. The hospital currently treating 50 patients who tested positive for COVID-19, 20 of them being treated in the facility's 26-bed intensive care unit. Laverne Fire and Rescue personnel credited with saving a man's life early Sunday morning following a rollover incident on the interstate. Police say the driver fled the scene, but they were concerned with what appeared to be a large amount of blood. Fire and Rescue started a search. The severely injured driver was found on top of a bluff next to the interstate and was taken to the hospital for his injuries. The Highway Patrol is investigating. Socialize with us on social media. Log on to Facebook.com slash WGNS Radio and click the like button. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. At Bud's Tire Pros, they care about those who live and work here because you're a big part of what makes this place great. This is Kay Mitchell at Bud's Tire. Come by and see us at Bud's Tire, 3600 East Main Street, or call 896-TIRE. They will be here through the good times and the uncertain times. 
For those who are out on the road, stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, they're essential, they're open, they're local. Visit them online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see cloudy skies here this afternoon with a high into the lower 60s. North winds are on 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, cloudy alone near 52. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 57. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes. For Premier Six Theater, they're now open. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with uh, Mike Waller. And uh, the amounts uh, are staggering as far as the mitigation. Amounts. I mean, we're, you're talking about up to a million and a half. That's a lot of money, and and of course that takes care of. I, I presume restoring the dam to no, or, no, or tearing it down no. or whatever they're they're looking at. Right. The the mitigation credits would have come into play had they been able to take the dam out. Yeah. In other words, it's compensation, if you will, for removing the dam and upgrading this six or seven acres mm -hmm. uh, for the seven-year period, the Cumberland River Compact was going to receive, uh, oh my gosh, I forget the number, but quite a number of 3,000-some uh, few mitigation credits. Mm -hmm. And if you do the math at $450 each, that's, just shy of $1.5 million that they would have received credit for. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that was that was one of our big points is, you know, if, if you're going to, if it comes to the point where you, you're, you're going to have to remove the dam, have no way of keeping it, some of that compensation should go to the owners of the dam, right. the school board and the Sam Davis home, both of whom... Uh, I'm sure could use additional funding for other mm -hmm. for other projects, but in the case of the Sam Davis home, their their board had looked at it, so we're told, uh, and it, it's kind of a convoluted process. You've got a volunteer board of directors, and then you've got an appointed board of trustees. Mm -hmm. The governor or the state appoints the trustees. Uh, I know Jenny Williams at one time was was one of the trustees, and of course when they go through those appointments, they have to do background checks, and it's quite a lengthy process, as opposed to the regular board, who's just volunteers that they they put on the board to help raise money and to you know help have an interest in the, in the Sam Davis home. But when when in, when they were approached, and, and from what we gather that this process with the Sam Davis Association has been going on for a number of years. Mm -hmm. 
they were approached about uh, removing this dam, and it depends on who you talk to, but it appears nothing was ever said about any financial compensation. Nothing mm -hmm. was mentioned about, they've talked about mitigating credits, but, but apparently nobody questioned, well, what is a mitigating credit and how does it work? So mm -hmm. they just, uh, just that, that was not an issue. Uh, and it's like one of their board members uh, who's on the board earlier is no longer on the board and told me early on to, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, here we are struggling to, to keep the grass cut and pay the payroll and getting rid of this old dam was really insignificant in our minds. Mm -hmm. And they, they were led to believe that there was no historical significance to the dam. Uh, you know, they're early on in this process, uh, you know, I had one of the, the town commissioners say, well, I remember when they built it. Well, you know, he'd have to be 90 years old today if, if uh, or even older if he remembered it. He just, uh, he, 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 what, he remembered another dam, I guess, being built, but it wasn't mm -hmm. this one that built in, uh, in 1939. Well, you think of the way you're explaining it to me, that, that the board being volunteers they just wanted to make sure that there was a continuation of business as usual right. out, out at the Sam Davis right. home. Right. And, and uh, um, do you think that groups like this, and I'm not mentioning any names or anything like that, but do you think that with, with the um, legal people that they, they get involved, um, they have a decided advantage over what goes on as far as these type projects than the board members because uh, they probably weren't completely uh, educated as what was happening sure. and sure. the possibilities of maybe uh, receiving some funds right. for that particular right. project. You know, uh, my sense, Truman, from you know the discussions I've had and the meetings been in, I think it was just one of those insignificant activities. They were more concerned with uh, the process of, of selling uh, a piece of that property, office commercial property, which, mm -hmm. uh, uh, by the way, the, the Historical Commission uh, did in fact, or has in fact, from what I understand, agreed to allow them to sell, I think, four acres mm -hmm. at the corner of Sam Davis and Nissan Boulevard, which is should be pretty, pretty Pretty good commercial property. Of course, having said that, uh, there's a piece of commercial property directly across Nissan that's been on the market for 20 years, I guess, mm -hmm. that uh, has, has has never been developed. But as as the uh, as the town grows, as the commercial property along uh, uh, Sam Ridley to Nissan to Almaville continues to to develop and grow, there's less and less. Uh, vacant lots mm -hmm. uh, for for the growth, so it's just probably a matter of time. Uh, of course, it may be 20 more years. We don't know, but they yeah. do, they do have that approval uh, to be able to do something with it. So it sounds like that maybe the governor or or, or someone uh, that has responsibility for what goes on in the state now, maybe they need to take a second look at how this particular situation, the mitigations and everything are set up. Because if it hadn't been for uh, you and Greg, this thing would have just gone completely unnoticed. Uh, 
and and the people uh, like the, the schools and the Sam Davis home, they would be completely just left completely out of the uh, out of the uh, uh, amounts that are going on. Well, you know, you keep hearing the word transparency or lack thereof, and and I can tell you this is uh, it's been like pulling teeth. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's especially after I filed the appeal, uh, you know, it uh, it just. Uh, Kind of ran off the tracks as far as being able to, to gather information and and get an answer to, to the questions. Um, but there again, having said that, it's just a matter of getting to the right people who uh, who who have the knowledge and are willing to share it with you. Yeah. Uh, you have a you have a lot of love for Smyrna, don't you? Oh yeah, it's a great place. It's a great place. And anytime somebody comes in and starts throwing stones in your yard. You have to find out what in the world is going on, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We have a – I remember, Truman, when I first came up here, uh, had an opportunity to go through Leadership Rutherford. Mm -hmm. And uh, never forget, Mr. John Hood came to one of our first sessions and, and had all of these photographs and talked about the history of the county. And, and uh, I was I was just in awe. Uh, of course, the, the little rural county where I grew up, where I come from, there's literally less high school students in high school in Hardeman County today than it was when I graduated. Oh, wow. It's it's one of two counties in the state, uh, Hancock and Hardeman, that, that uh, have not shown very much growth mm -hmm. in years past. But we don't have the road system. We don't have the infrastructure. And consequently, we don't have jobs down there. But then you come to a place like Smyrna and Rutherford County, and see how progressive the, the community is. And, what a, yeah. uh, and it's not to say we don't have a good, strong local government uh, where I'm from, but boy, we've been blessed in Rutherford County and, and particularly in Smyrna to have some good, good strong leaders that uh, are frugal. Uh, they watch their dollars. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they've had enough growth that they've had the income and that's that's a good problem to have. Yeah. You know, uh, where do you build roads and sewers, and where do you expand the boundaries of the town? But but uh, this whole this whole community's just continues to explode and grow, and, and it's because of that leadership. Yeah, we need to mention uh, Bill Catron stepped up. He did. And, and he did. to help uh, this project. Bill did. He uh, he he met with some of the people and and, and wrote some letters. And, uh, and encouraged them, uh, when I say them, the Sam Davis uh, trustees to develop a memorandum of understanding. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, that memorandum of understanding was, is to be, uh, uh, or was to be, uh, an agreement between them and the school board and this third party Cumberland River Compact. Uh, I'm not sure where that's, that has gone, but at least. Mm -hmm. uh, he got them to thinking about that maybe they needed to rethink what they're what they're doing. Yeah, and your next step, I understand, is you're going to go by and and see Bill Spurlock, get a uh, go there and check with him this morning, and kind of get him caught up on where the schools stand with this. I am. I want to make sure that uh, that, that he's aware of, of what's transpired. Mm -hmm. uh, I sent him a, a copy of this approval this morning, but. Uh, our next step, when I say our next step, uh, talking to those of us that have been involved in this process, we would like to see the the stream bank stabilized and restored 
uh, and the, the dam does need a small amount of maintenance. Mm -hmm. uh, and as, as, as we see this, and I say we, uh, Marty Luffman has, has already stepped up and said he'd like to take care of raising funds to, to defer the cost. Uh, it's it, to us, it's not something that we should even think about taxpayer money being used to maintain. Yeah. But we think we can we can raise the funds to uh, put some rip wrap or some stone or something to uh, to secure that uh, that side on the school board side that has eroded. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm thinking this probably going to require some uh, coordination with the Corps of Engineers. Uh, because mm -hmm. they, it's a tributary into the uh, Percy Priest Lake, which they control. And uh, if you look at some of these maps, there's a red line down the center of the creek, which, according to Greg, means that uh, the Corps has jurisdiction over mm -hmm. alterations or whatever. But that, you know, I wouldn't think that would be that that big a uh, process. I mean, it uh, like we were talking during the break. If it were on our farms, we'd haul a couple loads of riprap in there and pile it up and go on about our business. But uh, it, it may very well be more involved. We'll just have to have to see. But that's uh, that's what we like to, to do. I mean, it's it's a uh, such a nice facility. And if you hadn't seen it, you know, drive in by the Sam Davis home and park there at the creek house, and they've got some old benches there on the, the creek bank. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's where they had their old sunrise services or I understand uh, they've had a number of weddings, but I mean it's it's a gathering place uh, on the outside overlooking the, the creek. And of course, uh, it has grown up some. It, it probably should have a little undergrowth cut out, but uh, that's for the Sam Davis. You know, trustees. Myrna has such a great job of supporting this city, and you're talking about fundraisers. Um, I, I mean, w with uh, what the uh, Rotary Club does over there at the airport, they, I mean, uh, people just turn out in droves just to support all the things that uh, they raise funds for. And that shouldn't be a too big of a deal. Has anybody uh, introduced that to the Rotary Club? No, we haven't. Of course, the Rotary Club right now, Truman's in the midst of uh, building a, a million-dollar park yeah, uh, they're at Lee Victory Park for uh, handicapped children. So yeah, we're well on the way uh, towards that. Well, process. that's right. You're a Rotarian. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Very proud of it. He says it with a big uh, smile on his face. Well, you know, we've been real fortunate uh, with our fish fry, uh, and I really feel like a big part of the success of the fish fry is those sponsors that that support fund the fish fry appreciate the way that we go back and give the money back to the community yeah uh, we have a, a small amount of expenses associated with putting on the fish fry but last year we had like 21 not-for-profits mm -hmm. that we distributed to fund you know the board comes together and evaluates their requirements looks at the money that we raised and uh, whether it be the Nourish Food Bank, Second Harvest, uh, Meals on Wheels, mm -hmm. uh, and we, you know, the, the police, you know, giving away uh, toys at Christmas and things like that. We, we spread the money around the community. 
Uh, we even do uh, food drives and give away food here in Murfreesboro. But uh, it's a community effort, and uh, everybody gets involved with the fish fry and, and gives back. Um, it's probably going to take another year to complete raising the funds to to, to finish the park. Mm -hmm. uh, now they've they've already begun, from what I understand, excavating and getting ready, uh, doing some groundwork uh, for the park, which is going to be right behind the Jeff Coos Memorial. They'll have handicap restrooms, additional parking. Uh, it's it's going to be a real nice and much needed uh, addition to the the park system there in Smyrna. Do you guys still get uh, notice from uh, Captain uh, Jeff Cooch's uh, family? Mary Esther, Mayor, Mayor Reed, from what I understand, still maintains contact with uh, the widow. Mm -hmm. yeah. They were so um, uh, elated to see what the city of Smyrna was doing for Captain Cooch. And, oh, yeah. and, it's, and yeah. the thing that really got me is uh, there, that's not the only uh, plane that's ever gone down in, in these type of uh, exhibitions. Right. right. And, but Smyrna was the only place that honored the pilot that that, that was uh, out flying for uh, uh, the Blue Angels. Well, you know, we just had an outpouring of of uh, interest and concern. And of course, you know, when it happened, the day before the air show was to begin and and crashed right there behind the. Mm -hmm. Sam Davis home, uh, and and of course it shook the whole town. Yeah, you know, and, and smoke and flames. You know, it was it was obvious to everyone. Uh, but then to to learn about the family and and uh, his upbringing and all of his his history. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I don't know if it was his widow or the navy, but just uh, since they dedicated the the plane there, I think that. Uh, Understand they've come back and given a flight suit to the to the city mm -hmm. for them to use somewhere on on display. Yeah, and of course Admiral Jimmy Taylor's been a big part of. Oh, isn't he that, great? That contact between the, the Navy Command Pensacola and uh, between he and John Black, they've got a lot of a lot of acquaintances and business associates with the Blue Angels. Jimmy never forgot where he grew up did he absolutely not i mean just having a conversation with him and he's just like one of the boys out there uh yakking with us and, and his history is just unbelievable you know and some of the stories he can tell and and, and those stories uh you have to pull it from him i mean you're not yeah. gonna sit here just casually like we might be and and him tell you some of the stories about editing the the uh script for the top gun yeah and doing some of the things he's done and leadership roles he's had and then to come back home where he l first learned to fly and uh, how in the world they land on a carrier like they do it, it, it's like landing on a moving postage stamp yeah. it's unbelievable yeah yeah sure is now now w one thing um, I, I always have a question in my mind about this what was the initial uh situation that gave the schools in Rutherford County uh, that particular uh, part of that location. I'm talking about the uh, dam again. What, what, what is their um, responsibility when it's laid out that way? 
I'm, I'm not sure I understand what you're, what you're asking. All right, schools in Rutherford County. Right. They have ownership on part of that uh, dam area okay. over there. Um, how did that come about? Well, you know, and I, well, Bud Rakes could tell us that real easy, but. I might have known Bud. <laughs> well, you know, he lives right there. Oh, yes, he does. And uh, he, he has told me before that was part of a, a farm. Uh huh. Back in the in the maybe after the Sam Davis era, but uh, and I'm trying to is is it Meacham? Something that, Mingle Mingle. It was mm -hmm. part of the Mingle farm that was sold to the school board to to build that school. And if I'm not mistaken, Greg Tucker's father, who was an engineer and architect, may yeah, have designed was. may have designed that school. He did a lot of work for the school system back, you know, when, when he was uh, uh, working his, his developments. So I'm, I'm really of the impression, but, but certainly I need to, need to ask Bud. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think the dam predates, of course, the school and predates maybe the Mingle Farm. But uh, over where I live, back behind Bud was a, a huge horse farm. I've seen some, some aerial photographs mm -hmm. from back in the early 1900s, I guess it was, when it was a, a, a premier uh, uh, a plantation, I guess, if you will. Mm -hmm. and it was on the opposite side of the side of the creek. But I, I, I'm not sure Greg may know the answer to that question. I bet he does, because I know I was, I was trying to get the, uh, the property lined out where where it is the school, I mean the Sam Davis property now, yeah. and and when did it become uh, the, the property book. that's laid out right now, and yeah. how did it relates to yeah. the school? I, I I can't answer that. Uh, that's a good question. Well, maybe you can get Mr. Bill Spurlock to. Uh, I, I have you you have him researching some of the things that are going on when it comes to that property. Is that right? Well, no, not necessarily, but uh, I'll, I'll ask some questions. Uh, I dare say Bud Rakes, uh, he or Coon Victory, mm -hmm. will we'll have an answer to that. And like I said, Greg very well may. I, I never thought so many thoughts would come out on, on this particular situation. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 I, I know your mind is spinning. It's got mine running like well, a tornado it, all it's, over it's, the place. You know, it, it's, it's really... Uh, sunk in last Friday when Greg called and he'd received this letter from the historical commission that, uh, you know, sometimes right does prevail. But uh, we're, we're real pleased that we're going to be able to uh, keep the dam and hopefully be in a position to restore it and, and uh, return it to where it, it should be for the, for the community. And, and, uh, well, it shows you how valuable our history is and, and then w when you start supporting the history like greg has i mean uh without him we would have never gotten near as far as we have in, in supporting our history absolutely and to see and to see in other less fortunate parts of the country where they're tearing down monuments and desecrating uh history yeah you know it, it's uh 
you know, whether it be in my hometown, the, the monument on the, the courthouse, or uh, right here in Murfreesboro. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they were put there uh, for a reason and to com commemorate uh, what had happened, and there's nothing we can do to change it. Yeah. You know, but we, we should be able to use it uh, as a positive to educate uh, the young people of, of how our country has progressed all of these years. And yeah, we've made some mistakes, and we'll continue to make mistakes, but yeah. we need to learn from it and try not to make the, the same mistakes over again. Isn't it strange that only one person ever lived that was perfect? And the rest of us are imperfect, yep. it, it, like we'll never make any mistakes. I wonder how uh, this particular era will be judged 50 years from now. It, it, it's, it's amazing. Things change, but yet we want to go back and have people look at things the same way that we do. Right. Uh, and and it, it's just not possible. You, sure. you, you can't look. You don't have the eyes of people in the 1800s and, and all the things. I mean, what do you think people in Germany would be thinking uh, about what happened in, in 1930s and 40s sure. and, and uh, all, the th all the terrible things that happened? And we sure haven't. Uh, uh, I guess we're going to have to go. Has the hour already passed? Yeah, it's goodbye. Good. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, I, th I think I've got a call from my doctor. Okay. So uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys in the morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.